0: Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including some National Football League. Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper is not giving up on this season yet. The Panthers are five and five. They looked horrible in losing at home to the Falcons on Sunday. And David Tepper had one of his rare full deep dive face-to-face with the Panthers' media sessions yesterday. What were the biggest takeaways from that media session? I will share my thoughts as we welcome your questions. And we'll even give you a question of the day with the Panthers in mind. As among the questions Tepper answered was, why weren't the Panthers in Atlanta checking out that Colin Kaepernick guy? when are you going to make your decision on that cam newton guy still out with an injury of course and will be for this season what is your number one request of david tepper as the still relatively new owner of the panthers the most wealthy owner in the entire nfl worth 12 billion plus because of his success as a hedge fund manager What is your number one request of David Tepper as a Panthers fan moving forward? We have another question of the day that is a broader one. If you have a good story to share, today may be the day to share it. It involves sports memorabilia, kind of. Last night and this morning, I read about a check signed by the one and only Michael Jordan. In this particular case, it is not a basketball from his trophy case. It is not a pair of his Nike shoes. It is simply, truly a check that he signed while depositing the check back in his playing days at the University of North Carolina. As I explained this piece of memorabilia to you, my question is, what is the most obscure piece of memorabilia you have that is associated in any way to a famous sports figure? This one comes from 1984. As we also look forward to college football, the new committee rankings are tonight. Week 13 games actually begin tonight as well. A little maction for you here on a Tuesday night. Wolfpack, remember, is at Georgia Tech on Thursday night in the national TV window. Penn State, Ohio State this coming Saturday, the biggest national matchup. Anthony Becht, former star at West Virginia, longtime tight end in the NFL as well. Now an outstanding college football analyst for ESPN. Anthony drops by in less than 60 minutes. We'll talk about about the college football playoff picture and other things. John Forgeland is going to drop by on some hockey. The Canes are in playoff position again. The Canes are in Chicago tonight. They're home Thursday against the Philadelphia Flyers. We will see you there at PNC Arena. More hockey and even Hall of Fame stuff with John Forsland, voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll get into some college hoops as well. Duke is headed back to New York as the number one team in the national rankings. Carolina is undefeated and hosts Elon tomorrow night. NC State is back in action tonight with a 3-1 and one record. And Kevin Keats, meanwhile, is making the right kind of headlines in the recruiting world. Mac Brown, UNC football doing a lot of that as his on the field season continues. Kevin Keith's really just getting started with the 3 and one Wolfpack on this 2019-2020 campaign. Maybe more importantly, depending on how you look at it, He is signing the next generation of Wolfpack players or getting commitments from them. More on that fun story from off the hard court as the Wolfpack hosts Alcorn State tonight. This piece of memorabilia that inspired one of our questions of the day. And I will outline the most important things that David Tepper said yesterday in his most recent powwow with Carolina Panthers beat reporters. He had one at the end of last season. He sometimes talked between then and now, but I think this is the first big deep dive powwow since the one he had at the end of last season. Phillip Rivers went down last night on Monday Night Football. It will perhaps extend a non-Super Bowl streak given the Chargers fell to 4-7 and seven with that loss to the Chiefs. Phillip Rivers, remember, recently described by ESPN with a whole lot of research to back it up, the best quarterback of the Super Bowl era, never to play in a Super Bowl. That's where the former Wolfpack star is headed. He turns 38 years old next month. He has never been to the Super Bowl. He is an eight-time pro bowler. He's been to the playoffs six times in his 14 years as the Chargers starter. He was that number four overall pick. Out of NC State way back in 2004, you hate to see his career come to an end without ever seeing the Super Bowl as that ultimate format and and pedestal, really, for one of the great guys statistically in modern NFL history. More on the NFL looking back and the NFL looking forward and the David Tepper story from yesterday. But here's the memorabilia question for you. As I ask you your number one request of David Tepper moving forward as the owner of the Carolina Panthers. What is the most obscure piece of memorabilia you have or had maybe once that's associated in some way with a famous sports figure? Here's the Michael Jordan piece of memorabilia, and I'm using air quotes on that, that is up for auction as we speak and will be up for auction into December if you'd like to place a bid on it yourself. The story stems from his days in Chapel Hill as a player, 1984. There was a game of billiards, Michael Jordan, famously competitive guy on the basketball court, has been famously competitive sometimes on the golf course to the tune of large losses to gamblers and others. But even in his college days, he was famous for being competitive, whether it was a pickup game, a real game against you know the rival Duke Blue Devils or somebody else, or even just a little game of pool with a fellow UNC student well sure enough a UNC student got the upper hand on Jordan at the pool table one day and Jordan while once up $25 ended up falling behind this student Jordan wanted to quit while he was ahead and cash out at $5 once he rebounded and indeed the student said that's fine here's your $5 but he didn't have any cash on him he asked Michael Jordan if a check would suffice MJ says, no problem, and MJ takes that check, just a personal check, cashes it, and, of course, when you deposit it, you have your autograph on there, in most cases, to deposit your check. That check was drawn from a first union bank account in Pembroke, North Carolina, back in 1984, while being cashed out by Michael Jordan. And, of course, you usually end up getting that check back with your back-then monthly printed bank statements. The $5 check with a quote Mike Jordan signature is now being authenticated has been authenticated and is now up for auction for you or me or anybody else. The bidding is way past $1,000. That sounds obscure to me. What is the most obscure piece of memorabilia you have that is associated in some way with the famous sport with any famous sports figure? The Michael the Mike Jordan signed $5 check will sell. For well more than $1,000. We have a lot to get to today. We invite your phone calls along the way. John Forsland on hockey, Will Kane's head coach, and former captain Rod Brindamore end up in that hall at some point down the road. Jim Rutherford, former Kane's GM. He dropped by the David Glenn Show when he learned the big news. He officially went into the Hockey Hall of Fame just yesterday. Anthony Beck on college football, your phone calls on the NFL, including David Tepper's rare media availability yesterday. We'll discuss the most interesting things he had to say, and we'll take your answers to the question of the day. What is your number one request? for the still relatively new owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Lines are open with intern Sam representing the University of North Carolina being the first voice that you will hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. The NBA last night offered Paul George, now of the L.A. Clippers, going against his former team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, for his first time in a Clippers uniform. He managed, among other things, the game-winning three-pointer for L.A. The NHL offered last night the rarely seen ejection for spitting. If you think Miles Garrett hitting an opponent over the head with his own helmet was rarefied air for the NFL while leading to that long suspension, at least six games, spitting at an opposing player in the NHL, also not something you see very often. Washington Capitals forward Garnet Hathaway was the guilty party here. Like Garrett, he said somebody else started it. But like Garrett, he was the one that escalated it past the threshold that we have seen hundreds of times, if not thousands of times, in hockey or the NBA. Hathaway was the spitter, and Garrett was the helmet as a weapon thrower. That's why those are the guys facing the long suspensions. And the other guys, even if they were wrongdoers, simply doing stuff you see far more often in the NFL or the NHL that's why the penalties are smaller. Good life lesson. Unless, unless you'd be like to be the guy someday who says, well, he started it. He escalated the bar fight. Yeah, but you were the guy that grabbed the beer mug and clucked somebody over the forehead with it, buddy. That's why you're the one going to jail. 1-800-849-2761. David and Andrew wants to get the phone calls rolling. NFL, college football, college basketball, a little NBA and NHL. David Tepper is front and center. I'll tell you, the NFL owner that had to read the most painful words in the local newspaper over the weekend that was. It was not Tepper, although there's plenty of negativity surrounding the Panthers right now. Compare and contrast Tepper's situation, frustrated because he hasn't been to the playoffs yet as the Panthers' owner. And remember, this franchise played for the Super Bowl title just four years ago. Compare and contrast, all things are relative, right? You'd rather be the Panthers than some others, but you'd rather be some others than the Panthers. We'll put David Tepper in that context and in that universe as we come to your calls. 1-800-849-2761. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop after this. Yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or do some of that. Yeah. We'll be uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere if I have my way. (laughs) You're listening to The David Glenn Show. River steps up to the end zone. Oh, no. Intercepted by Sorensen. Interception thrown by Rivers, and Chiefs' kingdom can celebrate. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Lines are open on the NFL. David Tepper spoke yesterday as the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Philip Rivers and those Chargers lost last night, 24-17 to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Rivers, the former Wolfpack star, with four interceptions in defeat. Life lesson and life reminder if things are going well while you're younger don't assume it's always going to be that way if you go back to philip rivers early nfl careers we invite your calls on a couple questions of the day since David Tepper spoke out yesterday to the assembled media, what is your number one request of the Panthers' multi-billionaire owner during this 5-5 five and five season that now looks extremely unlikely to end up in the postseason? As David Tepper is neck deep in his love for this franchise, he has actually separated some personal and professional things elsewhere in his world so that he can focus that much more intensely on the Panthers. Now, some reading the tea leaves are suggesting that's not good news if you're the head coach, Ron Rivera. That is not good news if you are the general manager, Marty Herney. Remember, David Tepper inherited those guys from the previous owner, Jerry Richardson. They're not his hires. So he's aware of what Ron Rivera has done well and not over these last nine years. He's aware of what Marty Herney has done well. For example, a lot of really good first-round draft picks in his two different tenures as the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. But as we say often in life, remember that if the person who hired you is no longer there, you're usually on a little bit of a shakier ice sheet, if you will. That's the case for Ron Rivera and... Uh, really everybody on the football side of things, Marty Herney, the general manager included. We'll see where David Tepper goes. One thing he made clear yesterday is that he's not making the biggest decisions until he sees more from this 2019 edition of the Panthers. They're five and five. They're headed to New Orleans. He's not given up yet. He had some good things to say about Kyle Allen. He says he's not going to make a decision on Cam Newton until he sees a healthy version of Cam Newton again. That was one of the more interesting things that came out yesterday. But quickly, the life lesson with Philip Rivers. David and Andrew wants to answer one of our questions of the day. Elijah and Sanford wants in on the David Tepper question. If you had his ear, what would your number one request be as a Panthers fan? David is jumping in on our memorabilia question. There is a $5 bank check with the signature slash autograph of that Michael Jordan guy. He signed it Mike Jordan 35 years ago as a UNC student and basketball player under Dean Smith in Chapel Hill. That $5 bank check has been dug out of the archives by somebody and it is expected to sell at auction next month for thousands of dollars. Sometimes we make fun of those who hang on to things too long. In that case, somebody is going to benefit to the tune of thousands of dollars. What is the most obscure piece of memorabilia you have that is associated in some way with a famous sports figure? You can jump in at 1 800 849 2761. The Life Lesson with Philip Rivers. Flashback to 2004. He had just put together one of the most prolific careers in the history of ACC quarterbacks, not an exaggeration. He also authored the winningest season in the history of Wolfpack football, that 11-win campaign under Chuck Amato about a decade and a half or so ago. He leaves after, remember, four years as the starting quarterback for the Wolfpack. Former high school quarterback, remember some wanted him as a tight end. His home state, Alabama, thought he should be a tight end at the college level. The Wolfpack, of course, wanted to give him a chance at quarterback and even did. He was one of those rare true freshmen who went on to success in his first year, but then just record-shattering success over those four years with the Wolfpack. So come the 2004 NFL Draft, there's Phillip Rivers chosen number four overall. When you look at his career from this perspective, he did not start his first year. He did not start his second year. In his first four years as the starter for the then San Diego Chargers, Phillip Rivers went playoff appearance, playoff appearance, playoff appearance, playoff appearance. Four years as the starter, four trips to the postseason. It is easy in your mid-20s to lose sight of the bigger picture because you just showed up after waiting your turn for a couple years. Mostly good things had happened, and every single year, although, yes, you did fall short of the Super Bowl, you were where every NFL player wants to be, in the postseason, with a chance, in the hunt, and, yes, it usually comes up short, but four straight years of individual success, four straight years of team success with the Chargers. In the last 10 years... Do you know how many times Phillip Rivers has been to the playoffs? Twice. And in these last 10 years, he has only occasionally had a rough year personally. It has mostly been about the supporting cast. Now, Phillip himself was bad last night as the Chargers lost to the Chiefs. But as ESPN is describing a guy who will turn 38 years old next month as the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era never to play in a Super Bowl, Last night was a huge step in the wrong direction for anyone who wanted to see that narrative change. The Chargers fell to 4-7 and with the loss to the Chiefs. So it's Kansas City in the playoff mix in the AFC, and in all likelihood, it is going to be the eighth time in 10 years that Philip Rivers and the Chargers fall short of the postseason. 1-800-849-2761. If you had one request you could pass along to David Tepper, what would it be? And with Michael Jordan's $5 signed bank check in mind, what's the most obscure piece of memorabilia you have That's associated in some way with a famous sports figure. Elijah is in Sanford, North Carolina. I'll give you more of my highlights from David Tepper's meeting with the media yesterday as we take your questions and comments. Elijah, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like uh, if I was a Panthers, well, I'm sort of a Panthers fan. I'm from the area. But I think the best thing that could have happened to them was Tua's hip injury. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, now, now, he's gonna fall a little further in the draft, and if if I'm the Panthers, I'm, I'm holding out for Tua Tagovailoa. I'm gonna start losing some games here
0: and, and trying to get that mid-round draft pick. So you, you're in. a believer in the NFL version of tanking, which has been successful for some NBA franchises, but really has barely been experimented with. At the NFL level, I mean, the Dolphins, that's kind of been the season long story surrounding them. Some are even mad when the Dolphins or a few others win a game or two here or there. You'd be in favor of what? Just playing your backups? You can't tell your players to lose, right? If you're David Tepper.
1: Well, there's not a. They, they don't have to make it as obvious in the NFL, because in the NFL, you can make it with one or two decisions. I feel like if they continue to start Kyle Allen at quarterback, that's their version of
0: thinking. (laughs) That hurts just a little bit. We will pass that request on to David Tepper, Elijah. Thank you for listening and contributing to the program. Y'all know one of the main dynamics that explains why Elijah's plan, wherever you think of it, good or bad, is not going to happen. Can you imagine David Tepper is evaluating the futures of guys like Ron Rivera, the head coach, and Marty Herney, the general manager. You cannot directly, indirectly state or imply to your employees, hey, we need to lose here down the stretch, when those same employees truly have their futures at stake. I mean, Ron Rivera is a competitor. He's not looking at getting embarrassed by the Falcons as a death knell. He's looking at a trip to New Orleans as a chance to turn the ship around. He's not looking at Kyle Allen's disaster against Atlanta as a be all end all, he's looking at Kyle Allen's winning record as a starting NFL quarterback in a Panthers uniform as a reminder that good things can still happen, as they did earlier this year when Kyle Allen had to replace the injured Cam Newton as the starter. So, the dynamics you would have, you know what happens usually in tanking situations and other sports? It's the general manager, the owner, and the head coach all on the same page. Like, we're going to go through this horrible downside together, and we're going to see if we can come out with something special on the other side. Otherwise, no coach wants to be the coach that's there while you're tanking unless he signed up with the idea that you were going to tank together because nobody wants to be that fall guy. Marty Herney and Ron Rivera certainly don't want to be that fall guy, and if you know how David Tepper is wired, you know why I'm skeptical that he would give that directive to his players or coaches, 1-800-849-2761. You don't get to be the wealthiest owner in the NFL by tanking. Like, you can be a wise investor. Anybody remember the economic downturn of 2008? David Tepper, I believe the number is that he made his hedge fund 7 or $8 billion with a B in a single year or so because while some were betting this and that, During and in the aftermath of the economic downturn of 2008, David Tepper was going in a different direction. And out of the seven or eight billion with a B that his hedge fund made, I think it was in a 12 month period. Seriously, that's crazy. His net worth is 12 or 13 billion dollars. The hedge fund made about eight billion in a year. Okay, that's insane. He supposedly made three to four billion with a B in a year because he was betting against the continuing negativity of the economic downturn. He saw a promise where others saw a continued slide. And, of course, it paid off not only in the longer run but in a one-year period to the tune of $8 billion. That David Tepper is betting in a different way. I don't think the parallels are perfect in the NFL in terms of tanking so you would get the right draft pick so you can find the right quarterback. You could tell from his meeting with the media yesterday as we go to David and Andrew on the memorabilia question of the day, a $5 bank check signed 35 years ago by Mike Jordan. That's how his autograph came out on a bank check when he beat somebody in pool and and they decided to pay him with a $5 bank check. That person or someone representing that person is putting that check up with that autograph on it for auction, and it's expected to bring in thousands of dollars next month. What is the most obscure piece of memorabilia you have that's associated in some way with a famous sports figure? David Tepper made clear yesterday, among other things, that quarterback is high on his list of priorities, but he's not as far along as my callers and emailers have been today. He hasn't decided, he says, about the future of Cam Newton. He says he's not going to decide until he sees a healthy Cam Newton again. That'll be interesting, remember, because Cam is under contract for one more year. Kyle Allen is under the contractual control of the Carolina Panthers. And this past year's draft pick, Will Greer, is under contract for the Panthers. So if you're keeping all three of those guys for another year, and David Tepper says again, I'm not making my mind up about Cam Newton until I see a healthy version of Cam again. Well, if Cam has this foot surgery, it might not be until next spring that David Tepper sees a healthy Cam Newton. Now, at that point, you still can trade him, cut him, whatever, but it certainly shortens the timetable, whereas many fans are ready to give up on Cam Newton right now and just find the next guy via trade or draft or whatever. David Tepper, at least his public statements suggest he is not willing to work on that timetable and the Cam Newton question will linger into next spring at least, and maybe the f- current three quarterbacks under contract for your Panthers are going to be the same three quarterbacks under contract next year. Again, maybe not next fall. We'll see. But David Tepper, one of his more, I think, transparent comments yesterday was that he's not going to make that quarterback decision on your timetable. He's making it on his. David and Andrew, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Sure, man. So... um When I was in, my cousin and I were in elementary school, and we took a trip to the Bahamas with my aunt who was working in the um, business um, admissions office for the University of Miami. Cool. And we happened to get to the hotel at the same time as Dominique Wilkins and Spud Webb. So my cousin, you know, huge basketball fan, he runs over to Spud, and Spud's just like, nope not giving an autograph. So my cousin, you know, he flips out. You know, he starts crying. My aunt, you know, <laughs> she gets mad. She, you know, gets into an argument with Uh oh. But then uh, Dominic Wilkins pulls me aside. Cool. And he goes, hey, man. He was like, you know, let me go ahead and get settled. He was like, and if we see you again in a hotel, I'll be sure to give you uh, an autograph. So at this point, you know, the very next day, my cousin and I, we get ready to go to the pool. And I see Dominique sitting at uh, a table that was just out in the lobby. You know, he's talking on the phone. And I told my cousin, I goes, hey, there's Dominique Wilkins. He's like, oh, I don't care, man. I'm going to jump in the pool. So my cousin, he runs off, and I walk over to the table. And I say, hey, Mr. Wilkins, I said, you promised us an autograph. And so he tears, you know, a page out of uh, this little book that he has. And, you know, he tears it in half again, and he signs up his autograph twice and he says, you know, hey, give this to your cousin and let them know that, you know, all of us aren't, you know. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Are, they, all uh, of us aren't going to blow you off when you're begging for an autograph. So I'm dying right. to know, do either of those two uh, torn-in-half autograph sheets still exist? Uh, which of you guys kept them, and how'd that work out?
1: Uh, I still have mine because I actually keep it in a uh, – uh, folder that I have with some baseball cards. I've got autographed chat card, um, as well as some other players. And, um, every now and then, you know, I pull it out just to take a look at it and show my children. Sure. Um, and the link to it is I'm actually, uh, NC state grad as well. So, um, we actually bumped into, um, uh, spread web at an event and you know, it kind of side away from remembering the event so that was, that was kind of fun. but you yeah.
0: busted his chops over it I respect that you brought it up yeah yeah I love it and he, and he did he say he didn't remember at all he was just like oh wow well, uh, yeah oh uh, well. uh, yeah. sorry man maybe you caught me on a bad day <laughs> I don't remember dude hey thanks for sharing right. your story David did your cousin keep his autograph from Dominique Wilkins
1: um, I don't think he did yeah. because I knew he was I knew he was upset. I know uh he had it on the plane ride home. Yeah. But I I couldn't tell you if he Would had it. Would you that. ever put
0: it up for auction? Like this guy that has Michael Jordan's signature from thirty five years ago on a personal check is gonna get thousands of dollars at auction.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been holding on to it and just kinda checking, you know, the value of um, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm more interested in a, a two-sided uh, Larry Bird uh, Magic Johnson card that I have. Cool. Uh, that my uncle had signed when he was uh, in California,
0: so... Darren Vaught, do we have a davidglennshow.com uh, auction site where we could uh, take some of the royalties from that? No, but that's to a take tremendous our, idea. Take our 10% cut from people like uh, D- David and Andrew. Hey, thanks for sharing your story today. Joe in Wilmington wants in. Bill in Wilmington wants in. Others are calling from the mountains and in all the big cities. You can join us with your question or comment. Just some goofy Michael Jordan bank check from 35 years ago memorabilia stories. But also the question for David Tepper. What is your request of him? If you had his ear, given that the Panthers' owner met with the media yesterday, outlined his thoughts on questions like Cam's future and Kyle Allen's future, and even things like bringing a major league soccer franchise to the city of Charlotte, even things like building a new stadium for the Panthers and the new soccer team right there in what they call Uptown Charlotte. He was not taking questions about Ron Rivera, or Marty Herney that was David Tepper actually had two ground rules for the media and for those who don't know that's not all that uncommon I mean he's an owner he doesn't have to talk to you at all if he doesn't want to so when he says hey I'll get together with y'all but there's two ground rules one Don't pepper me with questions about the future of Ron Rivera and Marty Herney. I'm just not going to answer those questions. And two, he actually asked not to be directly quoted. He didn't want to see his words in quote marks. He said, you can paraphrase my answers all you want. I'm I'm not hesitant to give you the information, and I'll answer most of your questions candidly. But for whatever reason, he he didn't want to see his words in quotes, word for word. Those were the ground rules. Of course, if you're the media and you have access to the new owner of the Panthers, you accept his ground rules as they did. It was his first powwow really since the end of last season, at least according to the way it f- unfolded late yesterday. More of the highlights of that exchange with more of your phone calls. Anthony Becked on College Football Live in about 20 minutes. John Forsland, voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, on all things hockey and Canes and Hall of Fame and Jim Rutherford and Rod Brindamore and even the return of the big rig Mike Maniscalco our good friend who is back at work as the Canes ringside announcer after his serious medical scare. 1-800-849-2761. More NBA, NHL, a little college hoops, a lot of college football and NFL with your calls, 1-800-849-2761. Glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Davo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How yeah, are you, man? It's great to see you, you, you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was
1: unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Colosseum that was built in 80, 80, <laughs> Eight The original Death Valley. <laughs> you know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show.
0: back to the David Glenn Show. Our guests are later John Forsland on all things hockey, Anthony Beck on all things college football. The new committee rankings are due out again tonight. It will be no mystery the top three teams, although the order could change. Undefeated LSU of the SEC, undefeated Ohio State of the Big Ten, undefeated Clemson of the ACC will be the top three. There are at least a half a dozen teams with one-loss resumes that still matter. I expect it'll still be the Georgia Bulldogs there in the number four slot. They were there last week and then posted an impressive win against Auburn this week. You all know, looking forward, those who love playoff style games prior to getting to that four team playoff bracket a month or so from now you will have another one of those this weekend Penn State is at Ohio State so you have one of the relevant one loss resumes the Nittany Lions visiting one of the three big undefeated the 10 and 0 Buckeyes of Ohio State 1-800 Georgia by the way hosts Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M so I don't know if that's an assumed win a lot a lot of these teams still have games that could jump opponents that could still jump up and bite them that's what makes it fun you got to earn your way in LSU Ohio State Clemson and to a degree Georgia the four teams in the driver's seat if you're Oklahoma if you're Oregon or Utah of the Pac-12 It will be interesting to see how the committee views your revised one-loss resumes there a little further down in the top 10 of tonight's rankings, 1-800-849-2761. Darren, Zach writes on Twitter, DG would love to hear the media talk about how terrible Phillip Rivers is since he threw the same amount of interceptions as Kyle Allen this week, and all day yesterday on sports radio was spent railing on Kyle Allen, and then he actually tagged you. I mean, usually I'm the one catching javelins around here. Why do you have to? You guilty by association? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, for sure. At this point, is that an old sure. friend of yours, or, or no? I don't you're know. Just him. getting thrown under the bus. I'm just collectively. Getting, I'm getting thrown into the same conversations with you are all this. those other goofballs on sports radio that apparently Zach is lumping together. Let me think. I mean, do you do you want Bad Dave Philly guy's answer to that Twitter challenge, or do you want? Well, I'm an older married guy with two kids and I've settled down a little bit and I don't like getting mad and it's not good for your blood pressure and all that stuff. We put it somewhere in between. All right, let me try this. (laughs) Because as the producer, I want the the, the more bad version, closer to that version. Let me try nice guy DG (laughs) and then we'll come back to as many of your calls as we can get. Questions of the day. What is the most obscure piece of memorabilia you have that's associated in some way with a famous sports figure, a North Carolinian who saved a $5 bank check signed by Michael Jordan while he was a student and basketball player at UNC in 1984 is now auctioning off that bank check with Michael's signature slash autograph. He signed it Mike Jordan back then. And then since David Tepper met with the Panthers media yesterday, what is your number one request of the Panthers owner if you had his ear? I encourage you to check out coverage as we pick over the, the highlights of David Tepper's meeting with the media, what would you request of him or ask of him if you had that kind of access? Dear Zach, in a world where there is no nuance or context, your accusation would be right on point. In fact, a testosterone-driven, wild, crazy man of a younger version of DG might have made the same sort of false accusation simply because I was too young and dumb to know that I was failing to see the bigger picture. Because the real world does have both nuance and context, and I am telling you, I am alarmed as a human being and as an American at the failure of so many Americans to see nuance and context. I really believe it is a national emergency that would have the founding fathers rolling over in their graves at the lack of critical thinking and intellectual thought where just the most tiny tweak can throw you all out of whack. Let's see, I wonder why we wouldn't react the same way to Kyle Allen's four interceptions and Phillip Rivers' four interceptions. Maybe because Phillip Rivers is an eight-time pro bowler and one of the most successful quarterbacks in modern NFL history, and Kyle Allen is not those things? Maybe because Phillip Rivers threw four interceptions against the Kansas City Chiefs team that with a healthy Patrick Mahomes has a chance to win the Super Bowl? And Kyle Allen did it against an Atlanta team that had two wins prior to arriving in Charlotte. Now, these are just two little pieces of nuance and context that make it not a little different. See, now the blood pressure's going up again. Not slightly different. Why would you react? (laughs) Why would you react differently to Kyle Allen's four interceptions than to Phillip Rivers? I'm telling you, folks, if you run your companies giving the same benefit of the doubt to the rookie who screws up repeatedly compared to the eight-time Pro Bowl veteran who has a bad day, if you treat them the same, you are deserving of the bankruptcy and failure that awaits you. Really. Because that's how a lack of context and nuance can drive you into the ditches of humanity, whether it's the sports world, the business world, American politics, or anything else. It is, really, there's no difference. There's no, oh, I see four in the intersection column. So, geez, shouldn't Philip be ripped the same way? Well, no, he shouldn't, because all of the details are different. Critical Thinking 101, I am available in retirement to teach that class. It may be required to save our country. I'm not kidding. Like, if you see something you don't like and you say fake news, That doesn't make it untrue. We do all know that, right? Critical Thinking 101, if you put on your final exam that because some leader person says it's fake, it's automatically false, you will fail my class. In fact, I will ask the administration, can I give a letter lower than F? I don't even want to give this person the honor of an F. If you really lack context, nuance, and intelligence to that degree, I want to know what the lowest I can give is. Can you give a Z? Can you? I don't want to give an F. Too many people have gotten Fs. That is a level of ignorance that I just can't take. I can't take it because it's hurting all of us. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Joe is in Wilmington and next on the David Glenn Show. That is why four interceptions by a rookie who has proved, proven very little would be treated differently than an eight-time pro bowler that has gone to the playoffs roughly half the time over a distinguished two-decade career. Slight, you see this? See the nuance there? Just a slight difference in context. You see that, Darren? Yeah, you went to Emory and Henry and Elon. You got it. All right, Joe, what do you got for me, man? Now I'm all fired up. What's going on? I got Lou Brock autograph in
1: 1985 on his baseball card.
0: Ooh, I like that. So um, you you've decided to keep this forever? Yeah, uh, my grand. We were going. We were living in Illinois, and we were going to
1: St. Louis to see the of the Cardinals and I think the Pirates were playing. But um, he just handed me a card, and it was Lou Brock's card. Well, it, it happened to be that you know Lou Brock was at the stadium because it was in honor of him going into the Hall of Fame. Cool. at Eighty-five. And we got to him. You know, I got his autograph on his card that day, and I just I put that away. It'll. It'll never go
0: anywhere. One of the great base stealers I have ever seen. I was becoming a baseball fan back when Lou Brock was that fantastic uh, outfielder, mostly back in the, what, 70s and 80s. Appreciate, yeah, was- you, appreciate you listening, Joe, and contributing. 1-800-849-2761. Anthony Beck will be our college football guest of the day in about 12 minutes. John Forsland of the Carolina Hurricanes. In hour number three on all things Hockey Hall of Fame, Jim Rutherford officially went in yesterday, the former Canes GM and Stanley Cup champion with the Canes and the Penguins, remember. Will head coach Rod Brindamore ever end up in that Hall of Fame? He's already in others. Canes are back on the ice at Chicago tonight, their return home against the Flyers on Thursday night. I will see you there at PNC Arena, and we will chat with John Forsland in a little bit more than one hour. 1-800-849-2761. David Tepper's meeting with the media. More of my thoughts and your questions for him. 1-800-849-2761. And the College Football Playoff Committee will be trumpeting its new rankings tonight. More on that with Anthony Becht. More of your phone calls, too, on The David Glenn Show throwback justice league you know batman wonder woman superman aquaman if there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life aquaman is your guy zay jones is dominating the three cone drill aquaman is dominating the talk to porpoises drill this is the david glenn show is Alabama, which has never missed a college football playoff, really out of the running because their star quarterback is now unavailable because of injury. The new committee rankings are out tonight. We won't get all of the answers we're looking for. That comes next month. Anthony Beck played in the NFL for a decade plus with ESPN on college football. We'll talk all things Gridiron next on the David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on The David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all
1: of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone.
0: This is The David Glenn Show.